This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Boxing with Chris Mannix is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. I bet on FanDuel as often and as comfortably as I possibly can. It is America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. There are fast payouts in as quick as two hours. So many bet types. Same game parlay bets, live betting, player props, futures, and so much more. If you are new... Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now. Sign up with the promo code BOXING so they know I sent you. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. All right, Eric Gomez is here, the president of Golden Boy Promotions. Ben, I would say pretty good year for Golden Boy, Eric. How would you, let's start there, I guess. How would you characterize 2021 for Golden Boy? Considering what we're going through, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's still some restrictions because of the pandemic. Yes, you're right. I, I would say it was a good year. We made the most of it. Um, we had some very successful shows. Most of our guys won. So, you know, the, the emergence of Surdo Ramirez now. He's a major player now uh, in the division, light, light heavyweight division. Uh, the emergence of Virgil, you know, getting up to that upper echelon uh, in his division. Uh, obviously, Ryan, we had a little setback with Ryan. He wasn't able to fight. Um, so considering everything, yes, you know, we made the most of it. You were kind of, I mean, I, I've said this to people before, you were kind of the tent pole for DAZN during the summertime. I mean, while Matchroom was doing more shows over in the U.K., you were the ones putting on the you know, pretty good shows. Ortiz against Hooker was a tremendous show. Jaime Munguia, he gets back into the mix. Like, you, you were able to put on what I felt was pretty compelling content over the summer. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that we pride ourselves on making competitive fights. We, we, we do our best. We don't always achieve it, but we pride ourselves on making competitive fights. It's something that Oscar's instilled in us. Um, you know, I mean, you know Oscar's career. I mean, he, 
we follow him uh, by example. You know, he took on tough fights. And the truth is, is when you make those fights, when you make the good, compelling fights, the fights that are even fights, everybody wins. You know, even, even if you lose the fight, you know, and you're in a good, competitive fight, you don't lose too much. Jojo Diaz, I don't think he lost much losing to Devin Haney uh, earlier this month. I, yes, I thought, yeah, I mean, you're exactly pe right. people don't walk away from that fight thinking, boy, I don't want to see Jojo Diaz fight again. No, you're exactly right. I mean, jo Jojo gave a good account of himself. He was outmatched. Mm -hmm. You know, it uh, happens. Uh, hand speed or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he fought a better fighter that night. But mm -hmm. look, you're right. You're absolutely right. A prime example is this kid, uh, Isaac Cruz, that everybody's talking about now. Mm -hmm. You know, he gave uh, Gervonta Davis life and death. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, you know, those are the type of fights that... that we pride ourselves and we try to make we don't always achieve it but you know we we make a good effort so what would you say is kind of the state of golden boy going into 2022 this was the first full year you had as a company in a long time where canelo alvarez was not your marquee fighter how would you assess where golden boy is as we head into next year you know what we're we're at a turning point um we're at a point where all our top guys are either going to fight for a world title or they're going to fight meaningful fights. You know, Virgil's number one in the WBC. He's also number one in the WBO. He can go either way. We can go after Errol Spence. We can go after uh, Crawford. Um, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia's going to come back now. You know, I think that he's a fighter two away from, you know, having a statement-type fight. Um, you know, the same goes with Sudo Ramirez. I mean, the, this Saturday's fight. It's a, it's a final eliminator for the WBO. He wants to fight Bivol. So we're hoping to do that fight if it's possible. If not, you know, we'll go after some of the other champions. And then you have Munguia, also number one in the WBO and also number one in the WBC. So there's some options for him as well. I feel that we're at a, turn, we're at a turning point. And I think that it can be a very, very good year for us. Um, and that's what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to that. We're working was, towards that. Was there any... I guess, self-reflection, recalibration, whatever phrase or word you want to use about the company after Canelo left. I mean, what was kind of your sort of internal response to that, you know, pretty seismic happening? There was a lot of reflection, a lot of reflection. I mean, you don't just lose a fighter like that, and it's painful. It's painful. Um, but you start thinking positively and you start thinking look we did all that work we got him to where he's at we developed him we know how to do that so you start feeling good and with what you have and you deal with what you have and you make the mess the best out of it mm -hmm. i mean it, it's it, it certainly changes any organization any sports you know company or any sports uh team when you lose your top guy it, it's it's it hurts you know it hurts and it's different mm -hmm. Look, look at the Bulls, <laughs> Chicago Bulls. I mean, they're finally starting to come around again ever since they lost, you know, they lost Jordan and Pippen mm -hmm. or all their top guys. So, so it happens and it goes The Golden waves. Boy Bulls where you're going. That's, where, that's, where yeah, we're, exactly. <laughs> that's what we're talking about there. <laughs> but, yeah, but anyway, so, so you know, it's, it's not an easy thing losing a guy like Anello. It's not. Mm -hmm. um, but you do have the satisfaction that we did that. We built that. You know, we put in the, the, the time, the effort. We made the moves that we had to make to get them to, in position. I'm very proud. I'm very, very proud of the, the moves we made. Mm -hmm. I mean, you if you really think about it, I mean, all those fights, they were, they were tough to make. You know, the Cotto fights and, you know, the Chavez fights and, you know, the fights that he had mm -hmm. uh, the last few years with us. I mean, that was, 
we did that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it's too often in boxing, and you could talk to any matchmaker or, you know, promoters, too often in boxing, it's always, you know, you're, you're looking, you get a show done and then you look, you don't get to enjoy or to give yourself a pat in the back. COVID, COVID helped, you know, having all that time off and reflection and everything, it helped. And you realize sometimes, you know what? Hey, you know what? We did a good job. We mm-hmm. did a real good job. So I'm, and you build on it and you just keep building on that. Did, did you, what did you think about internally as, I mean, from the outside, you see kind of a feud with Canelo that leaves, ends with Canelo leaving. And then right around the same time, there were some public battles with Ryan Garcia there. When, when you're, as those things are happening on the outside, you, you kind of wonder, like, what's going on with Golden Boy and their top fighters? What are you thinking about and talking about on the inside? Is there any kind of reflection on that at all? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's, uh, it's nothing new. We have the experience. We know that. Um, it's just, it's unfortunate in boxing that and it's not new by the way promoters bickering it's, with it, fighters it happens you just happens. need to have have it at the exact same it happens, time like it, it happens all the time and unfortunately in boxing when you do a, a good job when you do a real good job a great job with the fighter more often than not they tend to bite the hand that feeds them you see it with all the top promoters you know it happened with Aram you know he lost Oscar Lost Cotto. He lost Floyd. You know, so it happens in boxing. Um, but, look, that's going to happen. I mean, these fighters, uh, that's their nature to fight. <laughs> People don't understand that. That's their nature to fight. So who are you? You're not special. I mean, they're going to fight with you eventually mm. if you don't tell them yes. And unfortunately for promoters, you can't always say yes to them. You can't always say yes to them. Mm. And that's where, they're, they're, that's where there's always a little bit of a problem, mm. you know, because they all of a sudden, because someone comes and tells them you're worth so much. And they come and say, you know, I'm worth so much because so-and-so told me. That's not true. We have the figures. We have everything <laughs> here, you know. We're the ones that have to say no to them. Mm-hmm. And that's when it becomes a little bit of a problem because their nature is to fight. Mm. I know there's, as we record this, there's nothing official yet, but it sounds like you're trending towards... Uh, a new deal with the zone, continuing the relationship mm-hmm. with the zone. Um, it sounds like you're in a good place right now mm-hmm. with the zone, which speaking as someone that's been sort of on the inside of it, it wasn't always the case mm-hmm. over the last six weeks, six months, whatever yeah. it may be. How would you characterize the relationship with the zone at the moment? It's very good. It's very good. Um, you know, there's, um, there's a learning curve. On both sides, um, there's times where there's a difference of opinion. It happens in every business. You know, it's, it's not always going to be smooth. Um, but they've been great. They've been great for us. Uh, and I like to believe that we've been great for them. We've delivered for them. Um, and Oscar's always told us, and, and, and I, I go back to Oscar because... It, he really does have a lot to do with it. Oscar's always told us, as long as we put on good fights, competitive fights, it's, it, you know, you build it, they'll come. They'll mm-hmm. come. And I think that it's nice to be recognized uh, for putting on good competitive fights, good shows. And I think that the zone really saw the struggles we had this year, the little that we had, um, and, and we made the most of it. And 
Yeah, so it's good. The relationship's very, very good. And, you know, they, they have a business to run, too. You know, mm -hmm. they have to look out for themselves. And we have to look out for ourselves as well. Um, and you make it work. And you find a way to meet, meet in the middle and, mm -hmm. and make, make it work. I had Joe Markovsky on recently, and we talked a little bit about how DAZN intends to dip its toe into pay-per-view in 2022. Yes. As far as making fights goes, does that help you? Does that not make a difference? I mean, what does pay-per-view on DAZN mean for Golden Boy? It, it works. It works because there's certain fighters, you know this, there's certain fighters that merit being on pay-per-view, okay? Uh, not everybody. Pay-per-view is not for everyone, but prime example is Ryan Garcia. Jaime Munguia, potentially. Um, it's, it's great for them as well because it doesn't put the pressure on them when the fighters are demanding so much money. You know, like we talked about a little bit ago, you know, people come all of a sudden, they say, you're worth so much with no, you know, no real looking into or no, no real figures to look at or data, you know, to review. So uh, a guy like Ryan Garcia, I think that he eventually will be a pay-per-view fighter. And it's part of the culture here. Mm. It's part of the culture here in the U.S. All the big fights are on pay-per-view. You look at the UFC, what they're doing, you know, so people, it's almost like a marketing tool in many ways as well, you know, because people know that if there's a pay-per-view, it's got to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. It's not always a good fight, but we know that. No, we know not. better. We know better. Well, especially now because yeah, the saturation has become ridiculous. It is. It is. But if it really merits it, it it's good. And, you know, the thing well, with no, the you're zone, right about that because, I mean, the conversations I've had around boxing with non-boxing people, take Fury Wilder, for example. Yes. Like, nobody complains about spending $80 on that. Exactly. I've yet to meet a person that said, boy, that was a waste of my money. Like, they all said money well spent. Exactly. That's what pay-per-view should be for. That's what it should be. And, yeah. and, you know, and there's certain fights that merit that, and there's certain fighters that merit that. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's a move in the right direction for them. Uh, I think it's going to be easier now. It's going to help us. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's, it's a tool to utilize. Uh, when a fighter gets a little too popular. Mm. You work side by side with Oscar every day. Um, how is he, like, w w as far as his involvement when it comes to promotions, one of the things you see from promoters, whether it's Aram or Eddie Hearn or whoever, they're usually around during fight weeks, lingering around, doing a million interviews. Oscar is still probably the most visible guy in boxing. Most people know Oscar De La Hoya more than know any other fighter. But oftentimes, from what I've seen, he comes in on Saturdays of, of fight days. Mm -hmm. Like, do you talk to him about being more available for, for promotional purposes? How do, how do you approach that, that side of it? The thing, the thing about Oscar, like, he's very involved. Mm -hmm. He talks to us every day, every day. He's on my ass every day, <laughs> you know, checking on things, checking on fights. He comes up with fights. I mean, he's very, he's, he's on it. He's on it. The thing about Oscar is that he's also a celebrity. Mm -hmm. You know, these other promoters, Aram, you gotta come. I mean, Aaron's incredible. I mean, shit. You know, 90, ninety years 90, old. Still going. Ninety years old. He's incredible. What he does and he travel and at every show. And I mean, you gotta commend that. You gotta give credit where credits due. Uh, but it's a little different. That's all he does. He's a promoter. Mm. Oscar has a lot on his plate. He has other businesses as well. You know, he's in real estate. He's a. TV personality. He's, but this is uh, probably the most important one. Exactly. Would you agree? I mean, yeah. this is, so, yeah. so, so, so it's a little harder for him to just concentrate on one thing because he has so much in his plate. Mm -hmm. you know? But he is, he, is, he is more committed. Mm -hmm. He's more committed and he understands the importance 
of being at our shows, being at our, our you know, our, our key fighters, being at these events. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to make all of them, but when it counts, you know, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. He'll be there. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Now, I'm supposed to talk here about what I remember and what I loved about my first car. And that's easy for me to do because I still have my first car. And as long as it keeps running, and so far so good, I intend to have that car probably until the day I die. Uh, That's how much I love that car. It is like a child to me. Now, it does require some upkeep, and that's why I'm grateful for a place like eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, fight fans, throw your best haymaker with a risk-free first bet from FanDuel Sportsbook. Even if your fighter gets knocked out or tapped out, new customers get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code BOXING, and you'll be able to bet on all the biggest boxing matches and UFC fights. FanDuel offers all your favorite bets. Choose from the money line to the method of victory to which round the fight will end and so much more. You can even parlay different fight bets together. The bigger your parlay, the bigger your potential payout becomes. My bet this coming weekend, Luis Ortiz against Charles Martin. Ortiz, the former title challenger, has only lost to Deontay Wilder. Charles Martin, he's fought pretty well since... His knockout loss to Anthony Joshua, but I've got Ortiz picking up a late-round stoppage against Charles Martin. Late-round, Luis Ortiz knockout. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. The app is just so easy to use, and when you win, you'll get paid in as little as just two hours. To place your first bet risk-free, just sign up with promo code BOXING 
and make every fight night mean more with the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Um, let, just let me run through a couple of your top guys real quick. Give me kind of a taste of what you're hoping to do with them okay. in 2022 because most of these guys are should be available pretty early in 2022. Yeah. And let's start with Ryan Garcia, who yeah. last seen in January, the biggest win of his career. He knocks out Luke Campbell, has some of the personal problems, the mental health issues, then hurts his hand. Um, having texted a couple little bit with Ryan and seen his stuff on social media, he seems to be chomping at the bit to come back what is yes. the plan for ryan garcia in the first quarter of next year comeback fight comeback fight he's been out for over a year um he actually wants to fight isaac, isaac cruz do you think that's a good idea for a guy with a broken hand no <laughs> no i don't think i don't i don't <laughs> the guy's think so. got a head made out of steel I, I don't think so but there's something i've also learned that you know sometimes fighters see something that we don't mm. and for whatever reason i mean he's just chomping at the bit like you said mm. and he wants to fight that guy you know, I'd rather do a softer fight. Mm. So right now we're going and we're talking to him about potential opponents, but he'll be back either March or April mm. once he gets full clearance from his hand. But he's staying in shape. He's still running. He's doing certain little things here and there. Um, we've dealt with this with other fighters. You have to make sure that it's 100% because mm. if not, it's going to keep lingering and it'll come back. So it, it's a delicate thing with the hand, but... Uh, from all the information that I've gathered from his team, he will be ready by March or April. Do you feel like he's, when you talk about the physical ailments, do you feel like mentally he's in a better place than he was yes. back in April, May? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He got the treatment that he needed. Um, I, he's, he's in a better place. He really is. And just talking to him, he's matured now. You know, you see it in him. You feel it. Uh, he was he, he was he was at our office like two weeks ago, and he came in and just to hear him talk, it's it's refreshing. It's different. It's not that young little kid that we first signed. You know, mm -hmm. it's almost like he's a little bit more mature. You know, so I'm looking for a big year. You know, I think he's gonna have a big year. He has one comeback fight, and then he wants to take on everybody. What did you make as his promoter of Canelo's criticisms of him last month, where he said he's got to take this more seriously? I mean, look, I, everybody has their own opinion. That's Canelo's, Canelo's in the opinion. gym with him. For Canelo, 11 that, months, Canelo's yeah. been in the gym, so he knows Canelo's, what's going on in that gym. That's, that was Canelo's opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, he's entitled to his own opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, I, I know one thing for sure. Whenever we have a fight with Ryan, I mean, he's, he's ready to go. I mean, you know, he's 100%. We're not at the gym with him every day, so we don't see. Maybe Canelo sees something that we don't. I don't know for sure. But I know for a fact that whenever we set a fight and he signs a contract he's in he's ready to go he makes weight never had weight issues um and and he puts on a good performance mm. so that's what we're worried about you know if he signs a contract for a fight that he delivers mm. you know uh, all the other stuff or whatever but you know canelo probably knows him a little more intimately than we do but i mean he's always delivered for us what do you see as a pay-per-view fight for ryan garcia in 2022 javante uh, davis mm -hmm. Uh, maybe Devin Haney. Um, I feel like if Haney won, you know, if yeah. Haney fought Gambosis, won all four titles, that's probably a pay-per-view. Yeah, of course, of course. Probably. If you won that, yeah. Yeah, if you won that. But but I think, like, I mean, obviously, the Javante Davis fight would be big. Yeah. That, that's, that's like, you know, that's, uh, that's the mark How do you there. feel about the, You're involved in those discussions. Like, yeah. I know there were discussions last year, but everybody's talked a little bit. I don't know how serious they were or how far they got, but, like, I... I 
as a reporter, I can't get back on these hamster wheels of like, oh, we're going to try to make the fight, then we don't make the fight, then we're going to try to, like, it's just like round and round we go. We do it with every, you know, two, every time we have two stars in the same weight class, it feels like we always do this. I mean, how, how realistic do you see Davis versus Garcia in 2022 being? It can happen. Okay. You know what? I'm going to set the record straight. Okay. Okay. I spoke to Leonard Alibi. He reached out to me. He asked if we were interested in the fight. I said, yes, absolutely. Ryan at the time was already scheduled to fight. He was going to fight against uh, the kid that Jojo beat, uh, the Dominican kid. Uh, Fortuna. Fortuna. Javier Fortuna. He was already scheduled. So I told him, look, we already have a date. He's scheduled to fight. But we're open to the fight after that. Leonard said, okay, good, understood, you know, and I told him that. I said, we already have a date for him. He's scheduled to fight, and he's going to fight Fortuna. The fight eventually didn't happen. He pulled out. But Leonard was supposed to come back to me with an offer, and he never did. So that's, you know, that, that happened uh, earlier this year, I believe. It was earlier this year when he was April, fight May Fortuna. April, May-ish, yeah. when he ran Right around there. Yeah. But we did have the conversation. He did reach out to me. He did ask me if there was interest, and I said, absolutely, there's interest. Ryan wants he wants to do that fight. There's interest. So let's sit down and do it. So I think that it's possible. I think that we can make the fight happen. I think that if we sit down and have a fair conversation, we can do it. And the zone's willing to do it as well. The zone's willing to do it. They're willing to, you know, we've had discussions with the zone and they've talked about, you look, we're open to doing a collaboration with Showtime or whoever they choose. We're fine with that. So. There's no reason for the fight not to happen. If it doesn't happen, it won't be because of us. Mm. All right, Virgil Ortiz, uh, who, again, had a terrific year, established himself as a top guy with, with his wins over Hooker, then Kavalaskis, two kind of B-plus level guys in his division. What do you see for him in 2022? I guess beginning with who the hell is going to train him at this point? <laughs> Uh, I think they have that figured out already. They have that figured out, so it, it's going to be fine. Um, I, st I still think he's one or two fights away from being able to challenge an Aerospence, to being able to challenge a Crawford or whoever it is, mm. Ugas, whatever fight presents itself first. He's a fight or two away. Um, if you really look at Virgil, I mean, we've moved Virgil pretty quickly. His last three or four fights have been really tough fights. So, you know, he, he's, he's one or two fights away. Mm. Um, but, I mean, every test we've put in front of him, he's passed. I mean, I just I, I love watching the progression in Virgil Ortiz, and he's just gotten so much better. Mm. So, you know, I, I think that uh, he will have some sort of significant fight this year, mm. this new year coming mm. up. Jaime Munguia, um, I, I was on board with the idea of bringing Munguia along slowly at middleweight, but he's had what now? Five fights at 160 pounds. It feels like 2022 is the year. I know you guys are chasing yes. Golovkin, but I mean, who knows what happens mm -hmm. with, with Golovkin? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be against that fight, but if that doesn't materialize, I mean, is it time to throw him in with the Demetrius Andrade? Is it time to throw him in or try to make a fight with Jamal Charlo? Although if those two guys don't fight, I'm going to lose my mind. But that's a different conversation altogether. Yes. Uh, what, what are the plans for Munguia? He wants Golovkin. There's no secret. We're going to try to make every effort. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll make every effort to try to make that fight. 
And if it doesn't materialize, then yes, we'll, we'll look at the other two guys. We'll look at Charlo. He's number one in, currently in the WBA, uh, WBC. And he's also number one in the WBO. We'll look Andre, at did make a, Andre did make a good point where he's like, what are we talking about eliminators for? Like, I'll give you the fight right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. stop, stop mentioning I'll fight for an eliminator. Nobody cares. Like, no, that's, no, that. We don't have to do that. Yeah, we don't have to do that. We yeah. don't have to do that. Um, and he did give a, a good ap- account of himself. Andre, he did. He put on that was his performance. Best, yeah. He was aggressive. Against the he Golden Boy fighter. Yeah, yeah, fighting. Yeah. Uh, you know, look. Munguia's ready for any of the top guys. Yeah. He's ready. I don't think Andre's unbeatable either. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Munguia's gotten so much better in the last yes. few years. His volume punching is there. Yeah. His chin is there. To beat Munguia, you've got to match that output. And that's tough to do. That's, like, tough that's to really do. tough absolutely to do. Right. You're absolutely right. And we're considering the Andre fight. We've talked about it internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves the Charlo fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he would love to fight Charlo as well. So, you know, but for him, the dream, the idea for his brand for him, for his career, is Golovkin. Mm-hmm. You can't pass that up. There's a built-in storyline there. Remember when, you know, of course. when he, of he course, couldn't get you know. the fight in Nevada, and then now here he yeah. is, they're fighting finally. So, so we've had some preliminary talks, and we feel that we feel we can get it done. We feel that the Golovkin fight could get done. It's totally on Golovkin whether he wants it or not, mm-hmm. but we feel that it could get done. Last guy in your stable that I want to ask about is someone I was impressed with recently, Alexis Rocha. Um, really interesting guy at 147. I, I kind of was down on him after the loss to Rashidi Ellis, yes. but he's bounced back with a couple of wins. He's aggressive. He's powerful. Uh, what do you see when you look at Rocha? You know, it's funny um, because we talk about this a lot internally, but sometimes a loss does a fighter good. Mm-hmm. It does. And it's almost like he got refocused. Uh, he's training a little harder. He saw his mistakes. He's letting his hands go a little bit more. He's one of those kids, look, the sky's the limit. You know, he's going to get his shot. He's going to get his shot sooner rather than later. And it's almost like, you know, you, you get to a point when a kid, when you develop him, where you just have to throw him in and it's sink or swim. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about that a lot internally. And he's at that point where we're just going to have to throw him in with one of the big names or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, but, I mean, the kid's good. I mean, I've... I've seen him spar with Virgil, and he gives Virgil real good sparring. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's tough, and, you know, so he's not, you know, he's not afraid to face, you know, the big names. He's in there. He's a tough kid. You know, I think the development was a little slower for him, uh, but that lost him good. Mm-hmm. That lost him a lot, you know, a lot better, and he's, a, he's refocused, and he's, uh, he's grown. He's grown. So, yeah, I mean, love that kid. He's a, he's a great kid. Maurice Hooker would be a good fight for him, I think. Believe it or not. That. I've heard a little bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Believe, believe it or not, we offered it to Hooker. Hooker wasn't ready yet. Yeah. We did offer it to him. That's a fight we're looking to do. That's a very good fight for 2022 yes. if you can make that one happen. Last thing for you. Um, last few cycles, Top Rank has kind of taken the lead on going after a lot of the Olympians. And they've had some success with them. I mean, Teofimo Lopez became a star out of 2016. Mm-hmm. Shakur Stevenson yeah. is a star. This past cycle, they went after and got all three of the U.S. Olympic team, and Keyshawn Davis looks like he's got some potential to be something big. What, what is your strategy on kind of replenishing the ranks? You've got, you know, top headlining guys right now in Ryan, Virgil, Jaime Munguia, but the next generation, how do you approach kind of you adding know, You to notice that? all those names you just mentioned. You know they, weren't, they were not Olympians. Oh, your guys. Oh, no, they were not Olympians. Yeah, Correct. They yeah, weren't. yeah, yeah, They weren't, so. But we JoJo like, was. I mean, you yeah, got, JoJo you got was. Guys. JoJo was. I mean, there's, there's, there's. There's certain guys that we look at and we go after. 
not all Olympians always pan out, um, mm -hmm. but they are top, you know, they're, they're, you know, some of the top fighters. I mean, if you look at all the champions, what, 80% were Olympians or whatever. So, but, you know, we really pride ourselves on looking for that diving in the rough. Um, there is a couple of guys that we're looking at mm -hmm. that we're considering. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if we can be able to make a deal or not. But, you know, I, the, the thing with the Olympians is that all the top promoters are after them. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a race to uh, to make a deal with them, and, and, and it just raises the the price, mm -hmm. you know. And that's where you know we we pick and choose. We mm -hmm. pick and choose what we want to do. Do you have, as you look at your current stable, like the guys that are fighting on the untelevised undercards right now? Ooh. Is there one that you're mo more excited about than another? As you look at kind of the yeah the yeah generation? you know look I mean look like like you know the kid that's developed is Blair Cobb. You mm -hmm. know he's exciting. But he's, he's in his 30s, bit, though, at this point. Yeah, he's, he's got a little bit of personality, this and that, but he's due for a big fight. You know, he's, he's he keeps ready. getting knocked down. Somebody, he's, <laughs> he's a lot of fun, man, but Blair keeps getting knocked down. No, but uh, we, have this, <laughs> we have this young kid right now that all of us are really high on. Uh, God damn it, you got me. I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. Lightweight, lefty, Mexican kid. that uh, He ended up stopped. He, he stopped. Um, God, what's his name? I'm going crazy. Oh, boy. Um, he stopped Hector Tanahara. Oh, well, Zepeda, of course. Zepeda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zepeda. Yeah. Zepeda. Uh, my mind went blank. No, I was just talking about, about somebody about Zepeda today. Yeah. Zepeda. We're really excited and high on him. That kid is so good. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's talented. He's got a good chin. You know, the amount of punches he throws and mm -hmm. everything. I mean, you know, he's, he's the kid that I'm excited about this year. And I think that he could become a major player. This year. He's all pressure yeah. all the time. Like he's yeah. one of those guys where if you're not in the best of shape and you got some punching power, he's gonna wear you down, man. He's like and a better BF kind of at 135. You're absolutely right, yeah. and you know, and and then it makes exciting fights. Yeah. You don't wanna you don't wanna miss him because you know that he's gonna be in a good fight. You know, he's yeah. gonna go in there, and he's gonna throw all the punches. He's gonna make it exciting. I'm really high on him. Down the line, not anytime soon, but down the line, better, uh, Zepeda and Jojo Diaz. That's a fun fight. Yes. Those two guys straight yeah, down at the it. Line. Down like, the line, down the line. Like JoJo's had some very tough fights. Mm -hmm. um, he still has a lot of fight in him. Like you said, you know he didn't lose too much losing his last fight. You know, so we want to bring him back and you know get that confidence back in him. Because do you think one thirty five is the right weight class for him? No, I think he's really a one thirty pounder. I kind of agree. I think he's really a one thirty pounder, and I feel that he could still make the weight. Mm -hmm. You know, but he had to take this opportunity, and you know what? He he got paid. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you take chances and you get paid. So. Mm -hmm. He had to do what he had to do. You know, he felt. Um, but now it's time to take care of him a little bit and bring him back mm -hmm. and, and then give him, get him another opportunity because he still wants to fight Ryan Garcia. He's still willing to fight some of the other guys out there. Those are some good fights for him. I agree. Eric, appreciate your time, man. If, if you were a baseball team, you'd have, like, all the arms fresh in the bullpen ready to go in 2022. So I know it's going to be a big <laughs> year. Hopefully get these guys in three times in Thank 2022. You. It should I be appreciate fun. that. And, yeah, that, that's the plan. You know, we want to... We want to make a statement this year, and I think all these guys, you know, we've developed them the last couple of years, and this is the year now. This is the breakout year for them, I feel. I, I feel we're in a very good position. And tell Oscar to stop fighting. We're, we're good. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. Let's, good. Just, let's promote. No more yes, fighting. Yes, exactly. Yes. Appreciate it, Eric. Chris. Thank you.
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.